You should probably do odds and evens instead of rock, paper, scissors. Really? Is that more polite? It's more wholesome. Welcome to RequestCast, the request-based podcast. I'm Lewis Powell. And I'm Ben Heaton. And today's request comes from Nigel, whose request is that he would like to hear a podcast about etiquette for various social situations, such as monster truck rallies, Easter egg hunts, and sitting at home alone. I think we should take these in order and start with the monster truck rallies. Okay. The first thing that occurs to me is that if you're attending a monster truck rally, I think you are required to really get into it. You can't just be sitting there in your seat, just passively enjoying it. You need to be like actively cheering and maybe yelling things. This might be one of the few scenarios where as a spectator, it is impolite for you to be quiet or staid in your demeanor. Right. I'm not saying you should go to the extent where you're annoying the people around you or making it hard for them to focus on the big trucks. But Wait, hang on. Honestly, Ben, what could somebody possibly do to make it difficult for someone to focus on a noisy, giant, flashily colored truck that's driving over things? Humans are just not wired to pay attention to anything else. When there is a giant monster truck driving over things. Yeah, but you don't want to obstruct their view too much. True. It is impolite to cover people's eyes while at a monster truck rally. Right, that's probably not monster truck rally specific, but it becomes more important when the thing you would be preventing them from seeing is an awesome monster truck. Yes. Monster truck rally, I think, is interesting because I think a lot of normal etiquette rules are countermanded. So, for instance, normal etiquette dictates that you should dress in such a way that you're aiming to be slightly above the average expected level of dressiness. See, I'm not sure about that as a normal etiquette rule because it's a rule that doesn't really work when everyone is trying to follow it. That's why I put the word expected in there. I was thinking there's like a base level. The base level is not just an average of what everybody else is doing. Oh, I see. If you're going to like a classic music concert and you're not sure of how to dress, you figure out what you think the average should be. And then you want to be airing on the side of one notch over that rather than notches under it. Yeah, this is the Aristotelian thing where you want to air in a particular direction. Yeah. And I feel like the monster truck is the reverse. If you're at a monster truck rally, it would almost be impolite to be too dressed up. Now, I say this not having been to monster truck rallies. It's entirely possible that people dress up for them, but they don't. Let's see, what else? I guess that basically it? No, I think there's also like people have food stuff in the audience. Like noisy to eat wouldn't be a worry, but like pungent smelling might be. So don't bring a tuna fish sandwich to a monster truck rally. Do they allow outside food? I I don't know. A lot of sporting events don't let you just bring whatever food you want in. I'm talking about etiquette, Ben, not some weird imposed regulations that the organization has put in place. I think when there isn't a strong reason to disobey those regulations, following them is kind of the polite thing to do, since it's a part of the expectations of the people around you. Okay, fair enough. Social norms dictate no tuna. I'm not saying there can't be reasons to bring food to a baseball game. I'm just saying by default, it's kind of polite to go with what the organizers suggest. Does the fact that food at baseball games is super expensive count as a reason? I'm going to say yes, actually. Okay. All right, so Easter egg hunts. Okay. I'd say the main rule of etiquette with Easter egg hunts is that if you are over the age of 12, you let kids do it and not do it yourself. Right, unless it's some adults-only Easter egg hunt. Sure. And further, if you're hiding the eggs, you want to make it a challenge, but you don't want to make it impossible. This is just good Easter egg hunt design rather than etiquette. 
And if you're designing it, it is proper to provide hints if the kids doing the hunt are spending a while and it looks like they're not going to be able to find the last couple eggs on their own. You can do like the hot, cold hints. Like you're getting warmer, warmer, no, colder, that sort of thing. It's definitely impolite to eat the eggs after they are found and probably also unhealthy. Oh, here's an interesting situation. Suppose you're competing in an Easter egg hunt with some other kids, and two of you see an egg at the same time. How do you decide who gets it? Law of the jungle. Might makes right. I feel like going by the law of the jungle is sort of the opposite of etiquette. Like, that's what happens when we don't <laughs> have etiquette. I like that you think etiquette is the principal counteraction to the law of the jungle. Kind of is, right? That's the reason that we don't go around just punching people and taking their stuff. It would be impolite. Yeah, one thing is you could rock, paper, scissors them for it if you both feel that you really did see the egg at the same time. You should probably do odds and evens instead of rock, paper, scissors. Really? Is that more polite? It's more wholesome, and I feel like at an Easter egg hunt, it is appropriate to be wholesome. I feel like rock, paper, scissors is pretty wholesome, unless you're doing the version where if you win, you actually act out the winning motion by, like, punching their scissors or whatever. Well, rock, paper, scissors is still sort of violent game imagery. Well, not if paper wins. Have you ever been covered before? It is not pleasant, my friend. I don't know what else goes on at Easter egg hunts. You should probably dress nice. Dress nice, but be willing to, you know, run around through fields or wherever the hunt is situated. Don't discuss atheism seems like a rule of etiquette for Easter egg hunts. Yeah, I think so. I mean, as a default rule, it's possible that somebody has like a big tent view of Easter egg hunts and wants it to be a multicultural interfaith event. But just in general, if you're attending somebody else's religious ceremony, I mean, even if it's a recreational religious event. Right, try not to make a big point out of it. Yeah, it's impolite to be all advertising the extent to which you are not on board. Right, but if you do find out that somebody attending your Easter egg hunt event is an atheist, it's also impolite to call attention to that. Or kick them out, or throw the eggs at them. These are all things you shouldn't do. Oh, right. Never throw eggs at people at an Easter egg hunt. Yeah. Also, unless the hosts provide a tuna fish sandwich, I would say tuna fish sandwich is not appropriate to bring to an Easter egg hunt. A surprising number of rules of etiquette relate to tuna fish sandwiches, because while many find them delicious, as well they should, they also have an extremely strong and lingering scent. It is permissible to bring chocolate rabbits or other candies, but you should bring enough for everyone. Definitely do not bring exactly one fewer than enough for everyone. No, that's okay if you're not planning on eating it yourself, like if you bring it for everybody else. Right. But don't make the person who's worst at finding the eggs, for instance, not get any right. chocolate. What's the third category the requester suggested? Sitting at home alone. Okay. Honestly, there aren't many requirements there. Yeah, I think literally etiquette does not apply except in social contexts. I mean, you could be sitting alone at home and talking to people online or on the phone, and then etiquette would apply. Right. But it applies because you're circumventing the alone part of the situation. Well, now here's a question for you, Ben. Okay. Suppose you are a member of a royal family for some stodgy traditional culture, and you are eating at home alone, and you don't have any servants or anything. We're not that kind of aristocracy, but you're the kind where it matters how you set the table in general. Is it a violation of etiquette to put your silverware on the wrong side? That's a good question. I think definitely if you do put on the wrong side and it turns out that someone does notice, like if paparazzi take a picture through the window or whatever, then that does kind of reflect badly on your royal house. Right. So clearly, if there is even a large chance that somebody will come over while you're eating, 
then silverware placement matters. It might be because you need to always do it when you're eating no matter what, or it might be that it doesn't matter when you're alone and are guaranteed to be alone, but if other people might be involved, then you need to take care to make sure that you're observing proper interpersonal etiquette behavior. Yeah, I'd say it's more because of the possibility of someone coming over unexpectedly or whatever. I take more of an act utilitarian approach than a rule utilitarian approach. <laughs> Wait, here's a good way to test it. Suppose something happens and everybody in the world dies, except for you, and you're about to sit down to this meal. Could you possibly violate the rules of etiquette when you are the only human being left alive? No. Yeah, so it looks like you can't violate etiquette if you're sitting at home alone with no possibility of other interaction with people. Right, there's nothing wrong with the tuna fish sandwich in that situation. Right. I mean, unless you're vegetarian. That's still not etiquette, though. Here's a good example of a way you could violate etiquette while sitting at home alone. You have RSVP'd to somebody's party. Oh, yeah, you shouldn't be sitting alone at home. And you sit at home alone instead of attending. Yeah, you can be violating etiquette by failing to be in certain social situations that you ought to be in. It's not so much that you're doing something impolite, it's that you're failing to do the thing that politeness requires of you. Yes. And you should at least call them and claim to be sick or something. Yeah, you have an etiquette responsibility in that circumstance to fake a cough well. If you can't fake a cough well, you have no business missing things by pretending to be ill. If you're able to somehow actually make yourself sick, that does count. Oh, that reminds me, going back to the other examples, because it's weird how reflecting on this one where there's hardly anything that etiquette has to say sort of sheds light on some other situations. Things that involve etiquette at an Easter egg hunt include, like, if you are one of the hunters and the eggs haven't been hidden well, you need to pretend that the hunt is more fun than it really is. It's not just that you have to not complain. I think etiquette requires you to not be the wet blanket, and it might require you to be white lie deceptive in order to not be a wet blanket. And there can be situations where you would offer some constructive criticism to the egg hiders afterward, but you want to be careful about how you do that. But you don't want to do it during the Easter egg hunt. No. I mean, there's no point then. Things are already in place. Yeah. But like, if you want to give them some tips for next year, you'd be like, this was a lot of fun, but maybe next time we could mix it up and not have literally every egg hidden in the crook between two branches on a tree. <laughs> now in my mind, they're not actually hidden eggs. You're just robbing from birds' nests. <laughs> No, but I think the other thing is, I think one of the weirdest requirements that etiquette imposes on you is to be a good deceiver, because it both requires you to say falsehoods or fibs sometimes, but it also requires you not to do it in such an obvious way. Oh yeah, this, this sure was fun. Yeah, so it's all based on the if you're going to cough, you have to cough well rule. Which I think argues for not pretending to be sick in the first place. I think it's better to just either not RSVP saying you'll go when you're not going to go or have an actual reason. But if, for instance, you go to the Easter egg hunt and you're going to be a mopey wet blanket, I feel like that's more impolite than not going at all. Yeah. But then most polite would be to go and have a good time slash convincingly act like you're having a reasonably good time. I feel like if people who listen to our podcast are planning on having egg hunts, they're now going to be worried that the people there are just pretending to enjoy it. I think that's a fair concern if you're inviting adults to an Easter egg hunt. I don't know. Looking for eggs can be fun. I, I do like puzzle-type <laughs> activities where you're trying to find things or figure things out. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to do an Easter egg hunt, you should instead do like a genuine scavenger hunt. Yeah, have you considered putting on a big puzzle hunt instead? Those are great. That's my etiquette advice. So that covers... Oh, Ben and I decided these are the only three social situations that exist. I mean, I wasn't able to think of any, and I spent a long time trying. Yeah, and one of them isn't even a social situation, so there's really only two social situations as far as we're concerned. Monster Truck Rally and Easter Egg Hunt.
Please ignore the fact that I referenced some other social situations in the course of the episode. Well, those are subcategories. Those are odd Easter egg hunts where there are no eggs and you're doing something else instead. So until next time, I hope you're able to follow these social norms. And if anybody's been to a monster truck rally or Easter egg hunt and wants to correct Ben and my impression, feel free to share it with us on the forum. Yeah, let us know if it turns out that tuna salad sandwiches are in fact a great idea, because I do like them. Delicious, but so smelly. Thanks for listening. RequestCast is powered by the requests of listeners like you. You can send us your requests on the web at podcast.requestcomics.com or visit our forum at timefan.com.